88.1 WKNC. That's the Naked Gods right there. That's off one of their brand new albums. The song is called Stand in Shoes. However, joining me in studio right now, I have Free Electric State. We're going to be chatting for the next hour about their brand new album that's about to be dropped. It's called Caress. Welcome to the studio. I have Shirley, David, Nick, and Tony. Okay, I got all the names right. You're good. Thanks for having us. What's yeah, up, thanks man? for coming on. As I said before, we only have a one-hour show today on the local beat, and this is my only interview, so we're going to make it as good as possible. Okay, and I know the traffic out there is terrible. So if you're driving on 40, relax, calm down, and enjoy the show. But yeah, so let's talk about Caress, the brand new album. This is your first debut full-length. The first mm-hmm. output you had was a two-song demo. Yeah, that, so, we just self-released that. Yeah, so you went straight from a two-song demo to getting signed to Church Key Records out of Durham to releasing mm-hmm. a full length. Yep. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Kind of the way that happened was um, we were gonna do a um, an EP, and Nick ran into Kyle and Kyle, Steve who yeah, run Church Key, right. and they were like, "You guys shouldn't do an EP. You should do a whole album. The EP just doesn't work as a first as a first like kind of mm-hmm. offering to the world." So we just did the whole album. We had enough songs for a whole album anyway. So and they had offered to. You know, hey, let's talk about putting it out. We were just going to put it out ourselves. Right. They actually hadn't offered to put it out. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> so you'll put out a whole album, right? <laughs> and they were kind of like in a corner then. Like, it works. Yeah, okay. yeah, it works. Yeah. <laughs> now, I believe your two-song demo, uh, which we call here, it's 001, I guess. That came out uh, back about a year ago now, I think yeah. April 2009. Uh-huh. So how long have you been working on this this new LP? About since then. <laughs> Did you well, have I mean, writing the songs? Yeah, I'm um, writing the songs, or is that what you mean, writing? The yeah, songs? it was as far as recording and writing. Well, on the EP, the two song thing, we had a drummer named Steve Milani who also plays in the Wig Report, mm-hmm. and he had to depart because his schedule was too busy with the Wig Report. So we got he Tony. Wigged out. <laughs> he wigged out. So we got uh, Tony Stiglitz playing with us. Like we played one show with Steven, and then we played. Like, we auditioned a couple guys, and Tony was the guy. And then we played, like, three weeks later, I think. With, yeah. Yeah, with Tony. Was that well, I, was, I was actually kind of in the band before they even played their first show with Steven. Mm-hmm. So they played the one show. It was just, like, kind of, okay, hurry up and wait. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but we started probably with the first show in June. Uh, but, and, you know, I've been writing songs ever since. I think, like, probably the first practice we, together, the first song that the four of us wrote together was Six is One. Mm-hmm. And that was probably, I think, one of our first full practices with Tony and, you know, past after the audition thing. So I guess that's when we started. So that would be what, May? Tony, were you nervous when, for the audition? No, th- I was auditioning them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, weirdly, a lot of the songs that are on the album, I don't think had been written by the time the little two song thing came out. I think mm-hmm. only three of them. And the rest, only three of them we had in the, right. in the pocket at that point. Um, and then the rest of them kind of got written over the summer and into the fall, and we recorded it in November. The first two-song demo that I have here, it only has two songs, Hawks and On and On. Now, you redid Hawks for mm-hmm. Caress, but you left out On and On. We, mm-hmm. we redid it, but we decided not to put it on there. Mm-hmm. Well, we started looking at the order of the songs, and it just didn't fit. Right. And it just seemed like those songs that ended up on the album it, ju- it was a complete package it just fit and just trying to stick that one in somewhere it just didn't work right so we just you know we didn't want to force it and we're real happy with the you know how the record came out 
We're saving it, it for something else. No. <laughs> it's, it's sitting on Jerry Key's computer. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and take a listen to the album here. I, th- I believe we're going to go ahead and start off with the uh, second track, Six is One, mm-hmm. which you released a video for that track today. Is that correct? Today. Yeah. Woo-hoo. So, yeah, that was a um, woman from France, uh, from Paris, actually uh, did Ooh, the video happened. for us. And um, we met her through mutual friends, this band called Alice Donut, that uh, are friends of ours, and we played with them in New York, and she did a video for them. And yeah. we've never met her. We've only talked to her on Facebook. I've and met her. <laughs> in your dreams. In my dreams. <laughs> And she was really cool, and and she's done you know music videos stuff for like the Melvins and Jesus mm-hmm. Lizard, and just did a documentary for this noise rock band from San Francisco called Oxbow. So anyway, we just like said, hey, would you do a music video? And she was down with it, and we got two women, Dana and this uh, woman named uh, Jean Snodgrass, to do live shots here and then right. center the Send footage. And then she made them like the concept part of it out. So where could someone see this uh, new music video? Uh, it's on YouTube, and you know if you just put in "Free Electric State Six Is One." TRL too, probably. Yeah. I think Carson <laughs> Daly has his hands on it at this point. Yeah, they picked it up. The this little morning. teeny boppers in uh, Times Square are going crazy. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, and let's you go guys are going to post it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah, we'll throw it on the WKNC blog as well. Right now, though, let's go ahead and listen to the track. It's called Six Is One. Once more, it's by local band Free Electric State off their brand new album, Caress. A rooster for the masses right there. The song is called National. It's off of their Broken Era album from, I believe that was a couple years back, uh, 2008, if I'm not mistaken. Before that, we had Six Is One by a local band, Free Electric State. That's off of their brand new LP. It's called Caress. I think that's the first time it's ever been played on the radio. Right, guys? Yeah. That's yeah right. I think so. We're breaking yeah, new yeah. grounds yeah, here. It's always on the local beat. And you are listening to Local Beat right here on 88.1 WKNC. I got Free Electric State in chatting about their brand new album and their release show. It's going to be April 16th at the Pinhook, a rooster for the masses, and beloved Binge will also be sharing the stage with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> the crowd goes wild. Now, this was recorded at Duck Key Studios with Jerry Key, and that's out in Mebane. That's a very popular recording space. I believe uh, many, many groups in the area have recorded there. It was, it was really cool because Jerry is an archivist as well, and he has every single tape like two-inch tape, one-inch tape yeah. of every band he's ever recorded, just laying about the living room. When you're looking like, for a coffee <laughs> mug, you open a, cab- a, cabinet. a cabinet, and there's super chunk yeah. masters yeah. from, like, 1996. Like Archers of Loaf from, yeah. like, yeah, 94 or something. Out. Yeah, it's just hanging out in the cabinet. Yeah, it's very cool. So how was this? Uh, you, you released the first two-song demo by yourself. Yeah, Where was we, that recorded at? We did that with Joe Norcus from Embarrassing Fruits. Right. I work with him, and... He uh, used to live at the Trekkie House, and mm-hmm. they had a little studio there. And was that called the Owl Room? The Owl Room. Yeah, and they had a room there that was called the Owl Room that was just like a little record, one-room right. recording thing. And so you recorded the first two songs on the first two-song demo there, and then you went to 
duck key. Yeah. Uh, what, what was the main difference in the in the recording? Uh, two inch tape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We we really wanted to kind of go back to an analog recording. Mm-hmm. I guess Tony Shirley and I have have you know recorded a lot digitally over you know last couple of years right. and and we had recorded on analog before and just kind of missed it. You missed yeah. the the warmth. just the warmth, right. yeah, and the, it's got a great low end. Yeah. It's just got this body to it that it, you know it's just hard to get out of digital. I mean, yeah. I always say it's like I've it's like playing vinyl and playing CDs. You know, you put them on side by side, and there's just something about it. Some people think digital sounds better because it's crisp, but it's mm-hmm. like well, a symbol doesn't sound like that. A symbol doesn't go. Pssst. It goes. Right. It has body and has something else there, and it's just something. Yeah, just getting those bass basic tracks on it is yeah. awesome, and just. Watching that tape spin around is nice too. What about vinyl? Have, do you have any plans to release this LP on vinyl? Um, that would, analog the, nuts. That would be great, but um, we're gonna see. Yeah, not to call Church Key. Tell them you want, a, <laughs> want it on vinyl. Kyle, if no. you're listening, we could call them up right now. <laughs> Get them on the phone. Put them on the. No, spot. we're gonna we're gonna see how it does on CD, and we've talked that if it you know does all right on yeah. CD, that then they'll re-release it on vinyl down the road, and. You know, our friends uh, Gray Young recorded with Jerry as mm-hmm. well, and we really liked the way their records sound. Right. And um, it was cool just doing the basic tracks to two-inch tape, and most of the record was done, like, pretty much live. We yeah. wanted, we really wanted it to sound like we sound live, you know, so. How long was the recording process? Uh, six days. Well, that's recording and mixing. Right, so nine songs and... Yeah. Six days. That's pretty efficient. Yeah, I would say. Basic tracks were a day and a half, basically. Mm-hmm. You know. And we'd start drinking beer at like ten thirty in the morning too. We got really, <laughs> we got helped. a lot done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fuel. Yeah. So what about Church Key and and you know their involvement in the record mm-hmm. at all? Because you self released the first demo. So. It, it was, it's been awesome. I mean, uh, I've known Kyle for a long time. Uh, he helped us out a Kyle little bit. Miller. Kyle Miller. Right. Uh, when we uh, I'm uh, one of the co-owners of the Pinhook, and mm-hmm. uh, he helped us out when we were opening that place. You know, just so I, yeah, I've known him for a while. And uh, Steve, I've also known not as well as Kyle, but I just ran into Steve at a bar one night, and he was like, "By the way, I, th- I think you guys are, are pretty good, and we might be interested in putting something out." So oh, wow. we just called him, and and yeah, it happened. It was really cool. They're uh, they're straight up dudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're very I'm- supportive. Yeah, and the three of us, uh, Tony Shirley and I didn't know those guys. I mean, we had seen them around Durham or whatever, but yeah. but you know, so far so so great. So most people are familiar with your first two songs that that have been playing on the radio. Mm-hmm. Describe the differences in, in the sound. You know, how have you evolved? How have you changed from the first self released output to this more professionally recorded, more professionally put out sample? Here? I think we're more of a band now. There's like this thing when people start playing together like it takes a you know a little bit for it to gel mm-hmm. and you know you'll just you'll play shows and you'll play shows and you'll write songs and and you know you'll go through that process but then there's just this one day or or this one show or this one practice and you just kind of look at each other and you're like yeah we're mm-hmm. a band now like it, it just all it solidifies some somehow, like all the ingredients are working. So I think that's the difference. Like the two songs, we were just kind of feeling out like what we were doing. And, you know, S- Stephen had his other commitment with Wig Report. So he was right. kind of there and not there. He sings lead 
and plays guitar for that. So yeah. it's like that's where his heart really lies. Yeah. And but he just wanted to beat on the drums for a little while, and that was awesome. But it, when Tony joined, that kind of made it like okay, this is a band now. And I, my favorite part of my favorite aspect of the album is that it it kind of sounds like a band it's not glossed over and you know super kind of tortured into place you can hear you know drumsticks hitting the you know in moments of silence you can like in the middle of rests you can hear you know like little not I'm mistakes but like little idiosyncrasies and it sounds like i mean there are moments where there's you know 18 guitar overdubs yeah. but it still manages to sound like a band playing in a room at the same time and you can actually hear david talking to me <laughs> actually on one of the songs we didn't realize that was left on there we, so yeah. in the background we were doing you hear a mumble spooky. <laughs> yes it's, it'll that's be legends. Little, that's a little character, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you said, uh, going back to this, you said that, you know, there was a moment where it sort of just felt right. You know, what was that moment? Do you do you recall, like, the show or the practice where everything I think it was a, a practice. Mm -hmm. I remember, like, Six is One was the first song that we wrote with Tony. Mm -hmm. And I remember when we, like, completed it. For me, personally, I was just like, yeah, this feels good. Like I, I just, it just felt like, wow, that's the best song that we have written since Shirley and Nick and I have been playing together, which was only about three months, four months. Mm -hmm. And we had only been playing with Tony for like three weeks. Yeah. And it was just kind of like, and that, and once we finished that song, I was like, okay, this is probably going to be a good, good thing here. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, we're going to play the song Marshes here. I, I've noticed that it's a rather lengthy track. I, yeah. Well, let's talk about marshes a little bit. Anything specific? Or, <laughs> well, whatever. Yeah. It has length and girth. I, I, I got I to gotta tell the listeners here, I haven't, I haven't listened to the album yet. He just handed it to me. Well, yeah. uh, so the album title gets yeah. its name from a lyric in Marshes. Um, the, the lyrics over the chorus are, this is a caress. Mm. Um, that's where we got the album title. When I think I had like put together the song and I'd arranged it and I brought it in to play it for David and Shirley and I, I don't write lyrics. I can't write them. So I was playing the chorus part and to let them know that we were there, I started going, this is the chorus, this is the chorus. <laughs> yeah. And that kind of stuck. Yeah. And we decided to make it, change it and this make is it, this caress. is a caress. And uh, a lot of people think we're saying code red. Uh, my friends in New York thought it was we are the Conrads, <laughs> um, which would make like a nice doo-wop group. But um, yeah, it's a long song, but uh, it's rocking and it has our uh, it has our kraut rock kind of. It's not that's on a sleeve, you know. Yeah. Um, and I, in my opinion, it's my favorite song on the album. So cool. And the, the the we I never had lyrics for this because I got. Nick actually sang this song like I wrote the lyrics first. Yeah, and then, and then I Nick but they would change every show. Yeah, and yeah. Sometimes you'd be like, I could, I could never remember her <laughs> lyrics, so. and I can't sing it because of my bass line that I'm playing. It's too complicated yeah. for me to sing it. Yeah, so I ended up having getting stuck to sing it, and then in the studio, I had never written lyrics because I just always sang off the top of my head. But then in the studio, like one morning, Shirley and I got to the studio and I just wrote the lyrics in Jerry's garage while right. she was fixing bass parts or something because I had to do the vocal that day. Mm -hmm. so. it's, it's funny, too, because I was thinking about like how, you know, how you would come in with the you would come in with the song. Nick had come in with the song and then, you know, had just this as a chorus. And then I started writing lyrics to it and then he went to sing it. 
and by the time it got to David, it was like the town bike. Like everybody had had a ride on it. You know what I mean? Like so, David's now stuck with it and and made it work. So it's, kind of- it's yeah, it works. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and play it here. This is Marsh's. Once again, it's by Free Electric State off their brand new album. It's called Caress, which we were just talking about where that name came from. Tune in and listen close. WKNC coming off the Blender Theory LP. That was Beloved Binge with the song Pumpkin and a Tide. Before we had Free Electric State, uh, the song was called Marshes. Seven minutes, 20 seconds long. Awesome. So bloated and pretentious. (laughs) (laughs) Is it that long live or is it longer? It's longer. It's longer. It can be, yeah, the middle section. Usually about nine minutes. Yeah. The middle section is sort of a a free form thing Mm -hmm. and it. We don't know. So it's different every time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That recording, that's the only time it will sound like that. Right. <laughs> well, joining me in studio, I have Free Electric State. You're listening to The Local Beat right here on WKNC. I'm your host, Adam Kincaid. I've got Shirley, Tony, David, and Nick. Oh, boy. Got them all right. Yeah. Yes. You did great. You did great, <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> so let's talk about your live show a little bit. Um, before we, Wait, before we get to that, April 16th at the Pinhook, you guys are releasing... I guess having the album release party for this mm-hmm. brand new LP but alongside yours is going to be beloved binge as well as a rooster for the masses. Why those two bands? Um, they're friends. That's, you know, you, it's, it's a, you know, a big, uh, you know, it's a, a big celebration party. for us and we want to share it with our friends and they're, I mean, they're also awesome. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, and Rooster, we've played with them twice out in Raleigh, so we wanted to have them down at the Pinhook. And uh, Beloved Binge are just, you know, they're really good friends of ours. Yeah, yeah. The, the Binge, the Beloved Binge was on tour for a solid year in, right. in their in their van mm-hmm. and uh, came back and they were a completely different band. They were like, like a machine. They were a machine. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Lenny's playing drums while playing keyboards at the same time. It's it's kind of incredible. And sometimes right. guitar. And they, sometimes they, guitar. Yeah, they are a duo, drumming. but they have this very dense sound, yeah. uh, which they, they managed to pull off live, which yes. is really cool. And I, I think, you know, we've wanted to play with them for a while, but they tour so much right. that we just got lucky to catch them while they're in town. So you have you never played with Beloved Binge? No, no, we've no, known yeah. them And you've only played with the Roots for the Masses twice. 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 Yeah. Right, yeah. So I guess the pinhook, I mean, that's pretty easy, Nick. You're a co-owner. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's, it's totally not fair, to, but <laughs> it's one of the perks, I guess. We don't abuse the, we, the Yeah, we the don't power, really though. abuse our... We've only played Durham, like... This will be our three, fourth time fourth playing time, right? Durham yeah. in now, a year. Where are like where do you consider yourselves from? Raleigh, Chapel Hill, Durham, Carter? Durham. Durham. Durham, okay. I couldn't figure that out. Um, Tony's from Chapel Hill. I'm, I live in Chapel Hill. Yeah. Shout out to Big Dave. <laughs> Dave Perry. Woo. Uh, he lives in Durham. As far as your live show goes, I mean, it's it's becoming, it has quite a reputation, I have to say. I mean, there's videos videos of you guys out on the internet. I know Karen Mann at Man's World has one. Oh, really? But, um, yeah. yeah, I'll have to send it to you. Thank you, Karen. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Karen. But you're very energetic. You know, where did you sort Which of... This is weird because of all the ludes we take before we... <laughs> 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 Not true. Can we, can we say that? No, you can't say lewds. Don't say lewds. Lewds is something you can't say. No. Where, did, where did y'all sort of get this, you know, electric, exciting feel from? 
I mean, it's just from each other. I, yeah, well, we all, we've played in a lot of bands, other bands in the past. My last band was a pretty live, crazy band as well, so I kind of brought that, you know, drumming aspect of it. Uh, David and Chile's band, Gertie, you know, it's pretty... High energy. Pretty high dancey, energy. high energy. Nick Holt's done I've before. I've never really been in a band before this band. <laughs> it's true. Which is, is why I'm the guy that kind of stands there not <laughs> rocking out. I'm getting better, though. I was actually jumping up and down at the last show. <laughs> I, I got but Nick's pretty the winded, best looking so. one yeah, in there. Nick is the best looking. Yeah. There's no uh, speaker dives or stage dives in the crowd. Not That's yet. coming. That's going <laughs> to happen. Wait till we get the Pete Townsend uh, knee slide go. down. Yeah. We've been working on that at, at practice. Now, I don't, I don't know. We're just, you know, it's... It's kind of boring to go see a band that just stands there and, you know. I mean, you're with, paying for entertainment. Right. Yeah. You know, you know and, yeah. and I mean, some great bands are the most boring to watch. Absolutely. But, yeah. and I'm, I feel, whenever I see a band like that, personally, I go home and I'm like, I, right. we should have just stayed home and just listen listened to the album, to the album exactly. you know, like, what was that? Hung out in the car outside yeah. the venue, yeah. you know? Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, we, I think, you know, we've all... Shirley and Tony and I, like, you know, when Jet Rink was one of the best live bands ever, ever. you know, and, you know, he played drums for them. Thanks. And so, you know, when you're there, to people are out drinking, they're blowing off steam, they've worked all mm -hmm. week or gone to school all week or whatever. Let's have fun, you know, let's just blow great our attitude. minds That's and, a great you know, get crazy for, <laughs> for a, you know, two two to five hours or whatever it is. You Tony, know? you were talking about y'all bring your own lights to the show. Yeah, uh, we bring, we have these rope lights and it's kind of grown. Um, it's something that I started bringing in another, in Jet Rink, just to, just to be a little different. Yeah. You know, I just, you know, found them at the hardware store and yeah, we, we practiced with them for inspiration and it was just something that, you know, I just, it just makes it look a little different. makes the drums all sparkly, mm. you know, um, and uh, look really cool when you're on ludes. Yeah, it looks great. <laughs> when I come to the show, you're going to give me any ludes. <laughs> yeah, but some, some, they don't even exist anymore. I'm yeah. sure. Like, but sometimes it's hard because the the band after us will kind of frown and be like, we we played up in DC and we started unplugging the lights after our show, and they're like, "Hey, what are you what are you doing with the lights?" And we're like, "Well, they're our lights. It's part of our yeah. thing." Yeah. <laughs> that is kind of sad. At least you know, I've heard of some bands. I think Red Collar said they went to a venue. And they had to bring their own microphones. And then the venue tried to, like, keep them. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, don't have to ask them. It was a crazy story. I, I need to get those guys back in here. <laughs> Let's go on to another song here. I believe Darkest Hour uh, is what we're going to play next. This is a, a still a little bit longer, I guess. Not as long as Marsh's, but a, a, another lengthy track. Do you find that some of your tracks are... I mean, how long are, are the tracks? They're as the long album? as they need to be yeah. to feel complete. Right. Yeah, we were working on one today, a new one that it's it's going to be like right at two minutes, I think. Yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. So you're all over sort of the the time spectrum. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Shirley and I played in a pop band for a while, and it just was like every song three was minutes. three <laughs> minutes and thirty seconds, and then done. three fifteen, yeah. you know, yeah. done. Yep. And this is a more of a fun thing to do because it's done when it's done and it feels right. You're not constraining yourself to right. time, you know. No. Time is an illusion anyways. That's right. Exactly. Right. Lunchtime's well, doubly so. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Someone listens to KNC. Yeah, That's like right. That. Well, let's go ahead and play uh, This is Darkest Hours. It's by Free Electric State. You're listening to The Local Beat.
88.1 WKNCL's Free Electric State. The song was called Darkest Hour. It's off their brand new album. It's called Caress. Not released yet. First time you'll ever hear it on the radio. The release date, I believe, is April 20th. And the album release party is April 16th. Correct. And then we can't play it on the radio until April 27th. Right. 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 Why? Why can't we play it? Um, Because our label said so. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, Big brother. Well, no, yeah. I guess Team Claremont is doing the radio, mm-hmm. and the Caribou record is getting added on the 20th, uh, yes. and they're working that, too, so they mm-hmm. didn't want to have a conflict there. Right. Which is fine. Because, of course, we'd play y'all more than Caribou, which I guess would be a problem for them. I don't know. This new Caribou (laughs) album is awesome. (laughs) Well, I I want to... We only only have six minutes left to this show. We had Uh, seven minutes a minute ago. Well, I know. What happened? (laughs) What happened to this hour? Where'd that minute go? Uh, What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, Raleigh Undercover. You guys guys did Raleigh Undercover this Mm -hmm. year, and I believe you covered the Pixies. Correct. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, we had never played it before, and um, we uh, just were trying to come up with a band that, you know, had a female bass player, mm-hmm. and, you know, we thought about doing Super Chunk. Yeah. <laughs> we did. But I can't sing as high as Mac. Yeah. We thought about doing or, a white zombie. <laughs> and we, Shirley and I can't pogo as high yeah, as Mac yeah. and Laura either. Talking heads, but that was already taken. Yeah, yeah that's true. Lonnie Walker the, did talking heads. The Pixies was really fun. It was awesome to learn those songs. And I think it made it made me a better musician mm-hmm. because, that man, Joey Santiago is a weird guitar player. <laughs> yeah. It's all scratchy and breakable kind of you know and they you know the pixies back in the day like we only did like a certain time frame basically like Mm -hmm. the surfer rosa Doolittle era Mm -hmm. and they were a disaster back then so we knew we couldn't mess it up too bad because they were they were just so (laughs) loaded and wasted all the time that they played horribly now did y'all did y'all show up loaded and wasted no (laughs) no No, we, some guy, (laughs) some guy came up to me and said, uh, said he saw, um, the Pixies on the Doolittle, uh, no, I'm sorry, on the Surfer Rose, Rosa tour and said they were terrible that like on about their fourth song, Kim just took off her bass and just walked off stage, grabbed her beer and walked off stage like (laughs) incoherently in the band's like continuing like where's she going (laughs) so for him he said that was the only time he got to see them so for seeing us do the pixies it was like he relived it and actually got to see them it was really hard coming up with clothes to wear to be the pixies (laughs) because how do you dress like a schlubby college student from the 80s you know (laughs) But we managed white, to do it. White sneakers. <laughs> yeah, Tony wore white sneakers. Frumpy, yeah. all of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they weren't fashion plates. That's, right. that's a really cool festival, though. Yeah, it was absolutely. a lot of fun. Yeah. Everybody that we saw was great. Yep. Let's switch gears here uh, since we only have a little bit of time left. Um, I was meaning to ask you about sort of the songwriting that goes into the band. Who, who does the main songwriting as far as lyrics and, and stuff like that go? And how do you decide who sings them? You know, um, Shirley writes the lyrics. And Shirley, myself, and Nick will come in with like either whole songs or riffs. Yeah, and then we'll just bang them out as as the band. So do you start you with know. the lyrics and then? So you start no. with the music, no, the music and then first and yeah, the usually the music. How does that work? Because that, um, that's always been something that I, I can never hear a beat and like start writing. 
Well, you know, I, I never, when I write, at least, I never ever hear a beat first. I just mess around on my guitar. And uh, so I write everything on a, on acoustic guitar right. and then come up with a riff of some sort. And then um, a melody will follow after that. Right. And then to that melody, then I write lyrics to the melody I've come up with. And usually, like if Nick comes up with a song and he's got, you know, an A, B structure, whatever, verse, chorus, whatever, I'll tape it, take it home, and then come up with a melody. And he'll give me a title and just say, this song's called this or whatever. And then I'll go, okay, that sounds cool. And then I'll write yeah. something from that. So. And I usually... I think more about rhythm and because I play rhythm guitar mainly. And so I usually think about like drum beats and, right. and stuff when I'm writing and and I'm really big, big into arranging. Mm. Um, so I think that's maybe the strength that I bring in is, is yeah, helping. you and Tony, and Tony are good and, with Tony arranging. Tony and I work really well. good with, with arranging stuff. Like we worked on a new song today and Shirley wrote the progress, the chord progressions and the vocals. And then I said, oh, she played it for me. I said, oh, why don't we do like a Motown kind of beat with it? And yeah. Tony was like, I'm down with playing some Motown. Yeah. So we got a, another kick-ass so Motown. That, so that's, oh, that's kind of so how that happened, yeah. Yeah. you know. My goal is to play a different drum beat on every single song. So. <laughs> is it hard to keep up with all that, you know? Nah, it's what I love to do. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, it's, it's always like, it's, and it's always, uh, it's cool because I think that we all participate in the writing process. Mm -hmm. Even if one person comes in with like a fully finished thing, yeah. it won't end up being that way because everybody has a say in it and does stuff with it, like makes it their own, you know, whatever part they're playing. I'm big into subtraction. Yeah, David's a minimalist. Right. And so Nick and I are prog. Yeah, we're maximalists. <laughs> Nick and I are just definitely. We'll come in. Da uh, Nick I and I will come Tony's in with like fully orchestrated. Yeah, to Tony likes to subtract with me, so it's a yeah. good balance. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I hate to cut this short, but right. I want to thank you very much for coming in today. Thanks, thanks, for, uh, thanks for having us. us. Once more, you've been listening thanks. to The Local Beat with Free Electric State. I'm your host, Adam Kincaid. They're releasing their debut full length album. It's called Caress. The Release party is April 16th at the Pinhook Woo! in Durham. Doors open at 9.30. 9. 9. nine. Show starts at 9.30 maybe. Yeah. Something around like that. Well, the yeah, doors are open at 4. The, yeah, so the, you the, can the bar Come on in. in. Yeah, yeah, the bar yeah. opens at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. I'll be there. Yeah. We'll be there. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> and Beloved Binge and A Rooster for the Masses are also playing. And then on April 20th is when you were dropping... The album on the streets. Yeah, it'll be in it'll stores be in then. The down the down, Downloads like it'll be on iTunes, E Music, Amazon, wh yeah. wherever you download your music from. And then KNC will start playing it a week later on yeah. the twenty seventh. Yes. Uh, we're gonna get you out here. We're gonna be playing an old track on and on. It's off the uh, EP or the two song demo here. It's not on the new album. Maybe it'll come Correct. out. But uh, will you play this live? Uh, no. we, we might. I don't know. Nah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. We played a Whatever. looted out. But you can play it. <laughs> yeah, we played a looted out version today at practice. It was really fun. Shut up! I want it to be a surprise. This has been a looted out local beat. So <laughs> we're gonna get looted out here after the local beat. Okay. So thanks for coming in. Thanks. Thanks. All right. <laughs>